Good morning. I want to thank you all for your warm welcome here. I say that as a Princetonian, um, that I walked along the Harvard Quad and still felt very welcome to be here. So thank you for that. Could you join with me this morning in prayer? God of our weary years and God of our silent tears, thou who has brought us thus far on the way, thou who has by thy might led us into the light, keep us forever in thy path, we pray. Amen. Dreams deferred and dreams denied. In his poetry collection, Montage of a Dream Deferred, African-American poet Langston Hughes offers us these prophetic insights in a poem that he calls Harlem. Hughes writes, what happens to a dream deferred? Does it dry up like a raisin in the sun or fester like a sore and then run? Does it stink like rotten meat or crust and sugar over like a syrupy sweet? Maybe it just sags like a heavy load or does it explode? Harlem, the promised land of those great waves of African-American migrants who left the South dreaming of a better life in the North after the First and Second World Wars. The streets of Harlem were said to be paved with gold, flowing with milk and honey and money. Harlem, the home of ragtime and bebop and jazz. Harlem was the antidote to those southern trees that bore strange fruit with blood at the leaves and blood at the root. And so north. These massive waves of migrants went to Harlem, to the paradise of their dreams, and they went west to wide open spaces and green pastures, both north and west, to jobs in factories and the promise of relief from the back-breaking toil of sharecropping. But what happens when you travel for generations through the wilderness to reach a promised land and it is not the place that you thought it would be. What happens when you leave bondage and you simply encounter slavery by another name? Because this is the question that Langston Hughes ponders in his poem. An entire group of people collectively experiencing a dream deferred. The dream of freedom and peace and prosperity meeting the nightmare of Jim and Jane Crow. Racial segregation, high rents, 
overcrowding, ghetto tenements, racial violence, and lynching. The dream of emancipation promised in Lincoln's 1863 proclamation meeting the reality of the Reconstruction and the black nadir. This dream of Harlem, this dream of freedom deferred by the nightmare of American racism. What happens to a dream deferred? What dreams, you may ask, a dream of those who are longing for adequate food and clothing and shelter and finally being offered nourishment, but only in the form of a dried up raisin with no nutritional value? What dream? A dream of healing and restoration and reparation being met with a tiny band-aid that cannot begin to cover the festering sore, the gaping wound of centuries of physical and psychological violence. What dreams? A dream of people long denied a place at the banquet table who when they finally find themselves seated are faced not with fresh food but with the stench of rotten meat crusted over like a syrupy sweet. And like that heavy load that just sags the collective weight of these unrealized and unmet dreams, the burden of those dream deferred, borne by those whose backs are already bent and broken. Because there is a weight to deny dreams, a heaviness and a hopelessness. In that same montage of poems, Hughes personalizes the account. He says, tell me, why should it be my loneliness? Why should it be my song? Why should it be my dream deferred over long? This is the same Langston Hughes who would later write, I too sing America, although I am the darker brother, and they send me to the kitchen to eat. Why must it be his song, his dream, deferred over long? So I have come to ask you this morning, what has happened to the dreams you have deferred? What hopes and longings and desires remain unfulfilled in your life? Some of you have deferred your dreams, and some of you have had your dreams deferred by others. Some of you are broken in spirit because of dreams deferred and hope put on the back burner. Has your dream of equality been deferred because someone has judged the color of your skin and not the content of your character? Has your dream for justice been deferred because you have been invited to sit at the table but denied food? Has your dream been deferred by the crushing weight of hopelessness or despair or brokenness? 
Does your dream, whatever your dream may be, does it sag like a heavy load? Because when dreams are deferred, the dreamers sometimes lose hope. Behold, Genesis says, the dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit, and we will say some evil beast hath devoured him, and then we shall see what will become of his dreams. What will become of your dreams that have been far too long deferred? Are you the dreamer? who is losing hope. But I have come here this morning from Princeton, New Jersey to offer you some good news. The writer of Proverbs 13 assures us that hope deferred makes the heart grow sick, but a longing, a desire, a dream fulfilled, it is the tree of life. The dreamer can live when his or her dream refuses to be denied. You see, if we take Hughes' poem seriously, when he begins by asking what happens to a dream deferred, and he ends by asking, does it explode? Can we imagine that those denied and deferred dreams do not end in despair and hopelessness, but that they can explode, burst forth, become unleashed, that our dreams deferred can explode into fulfillment? Our dreams deferred can explode into realization and that those dreams that have been denied can explode into our ever-present reality because we can always dream new dreams, bigger dreams. Herein lies our hope as a beloved community of God. The power of the sun that dries up the raisin is nothing compared to the power of the Son of God. The festering sore that runs is nothing compared to the one who was wounded for our transgressions, who bore our iniquities, and by whose stripes we are healed. That rotten meat that we may have been offered is nothing compared to the one who raised Lazarus from the grave. Despite the protests of a Martha who says, Lord, by now he stinketh. You see, here is our hope that our songs, our dreams, our wishes will not always be deferred over long. This morning's scripture reading gives us a plaintive reminder. I would have lost heart unless I had believed I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen thy heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. It is not an easy thing to do when you are in the middle of deferred and denied dreams to simply sit 
and wait on the Lord. But we have been offered a promise. Wait on the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Wait on the Lord and you will receive exceedingly and abundantly beyond that which you may ask, hope, or think. A dream deferred does not mean a dream denied. Langston Hughes says, tomorrow when I'll be at the table when company comes, nobody will dare say to me, eat in the kitchen because they'll see how beautiful I am and be ashamed. I too am America. Langston Hughes reminds us that when we place our hope and our trust in the one who has called us and sent us, we can remain confident that our dreams, though they may be deferred, will never be denied. Please pray with me. To you, O oh God, we place our hopes, our dreams, our wishes. We lay them at your feet and we wait upon you. We wait upon you to bless us, to give us courage, and to give us peace. We wait upon you for all of those denied and deferred places, that they will spring forth, that they will explode, that they will be realized. We wait upon you because we know that you love us and you have called us according to your purpose. We wait, O oh God, upon you because we know that even if it takes longer than we think that it should, you will not deny the desires of our heart. Amen.